Welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. This week, we're cozying up with one of our favorite content creators, NYC-based TikToker Audrey Peters. We dive deep into all things TikTok, how to deal with trolls, and we play a little diamond game where she doesn't hold back. Enjoy! Hey everyone, and welcome to Cozying Up with the Clear Cut, where we get up close and personal with women that inspire us. Today, I'm with one of my favorite content creators, Audrey Peters. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my God, are you kidding? Thank you for having me. I'm honored. <laughs> so I am obsessed with following you on TikTok. I love all of your like styling videos, your home decor, your like oh. NYC like lifestyle. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. What did you think that you would be doing as a career right now? Like when you were little, like what did you envision yourself being when you grew up? You're going to pee your pants when I was like, <laughs> like the first job I ever knew that I wanted. Like, I feel like a lot of kids, like my little brother, he was like, I want to be a window washer. <laughs> like kids are like, I'm going to be a fireman. Yeah. Window washer is kind of weird. Maybe yeah. that's not so normal. My brother just, we grew up in New York. So like, he was like, I want to do that. Like yeah. scale a building. I mean, but like it's kind of cool yeah like firefighter or mm -hmm. like things like that i wanted to own a hotel okay very um, fancy <laughs> i'm ambitious from the start yeah um i thought i if i mean if you asked my like nine-year-old self i thought i'd be doing that um and then after shortly after i wanted to work in fashion for sure and mm -hmm. i did end up doing that like i worked at several different brands and i worked at harper's bazaar before i did content full-time but i never expected to do content full-time <laughs> Well, yeah, it kind of, it wasn't like a career, Option. it didn't exist yeah, yeah, when we totally. were growing up. So what was like your career trajectory? Like you uh, graduated from GW and yeah. then you knew you wanted to go into fashion. So how did, how did your journey like take right. place? So it all started in high school when Vine came oh, out. Okay. I became like obsessed with internet culture because of Vine. And I thought like Kylie Jenner on Vine was so funny. And at the time I thought I was really funny. And to be <laughs> fair, I was funny. I certainly was not funny enough to like be Vine famous. Mm -hmm. Like that kind of humor is elite and like Vine fame was like not achievable for me at the time. Um, and then Instagram came out after Vine was banned and all I wanted was to be like song of style or like yeah. PR for I me, mean, like fashion bloggers became a thing. And I was always so obsessed with fashion. Um, so I started a fashion blog, but I got really bullied in high school for having a fashion blog. It was called according to Audrey, it's gone now, but, um, <laughs> why do you think you were bullied for it? I think I went to a Northeastern boarding school where everyone was really preppy and wearing vineyard vines. I also went to one of those. Yeah. So I can completely understand. I just really stuck out like a sore thumb. Like, Did trying. you like boarding school? I loved it. I did love it. It was an amazing four years. I wouldn't repeat it. Like I certainly wouldn't go back in time, but yeah. like for what it was, it was amazing. I think it was really what changed my life. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would be doing anything that I'm doing if I hadn't gone to boarding school. I became so much more independent. Um, but then I started my fashion blog and I got so criticized for it, but I didn't really care what I, what I thought to be were losers in mm -hmm. my high school saying about it. So yeah. I persevered, but then I got to college and it's not that I think my friends were necessarily mean about it. Cause a lot of them were so supportive and like so excited about it. But some of my friends, I think roasted me a little too hard mm -hmm. and I still wasn't secure enough to be like, well, I like this. I'm going to keep doing it between studying and honestly, like going out in college and making friends. Mm -hmm. I just didn't have the time especially when I was getting heat for it I yeah. was like this is all right like what I thought my cool friends were in college were giving me shit I was like and to be fair it was playful but 
I was like, this is, this is not worth it. Mm-hmm. And then I graduated. I started working at Hearst Magazines. What um, were you doing there? I was a sales assistant for the design and luxury collection as well as the fashion design collection so i did magazines like harper's bazaar mary claire l mm-hmm. um town and country mostly bizarre bizarre is who we worked with the most um that's kind of like a dream job out of college like yeah, moving to new york it was, at hers. it was i mean you get paid i know nothing but. Pens, <laughs> but it was everything i wanted it to be i just didn't realize how horrible it would be to not have any money because <laughs> um, i mean i've saved a lot of college while working retail to be able to afford a low paying fashion job Mm -hmm. because I knew none of them paid a lot of money and I thought okay I'm set like I saved the money I did the plan I'll be fine with the paycheck and my saved Mm -hmm. money yeah that's not exact it was not as glamorous as I thought it was gonna be um but then when the pandemic hit in March 2020 um I thought TikTok was so funny and I had been on the app since 2019, but I had never made content. I didn't have time to make content. Um, and then I made a joke to my friend, like a couple of my friends. And I said, I want to be TikTok famous. Like stop. You manifested it. I said, I'm going to be TikTok famous. I'm like going to go on the app and like make a video. How funny would that be? Like, what do you think about it? And some of my friends were like, how would you even explain that to a guy? Like, what what if you were seeing a guy? Like, what would you tell him if you had, like, a TikTok? Like, that's kind of embarrassing. Like, I don't know how you'd explain it. And then, That's like, such a weird thing to say, I, I feel know. like. It's, like, as if guys, like, playing video games all day long <laughs> isn't so mortifying. Like, give me a break. Anyways, that kind of just pissed me off, and it fueled me to do it. And then I made, like, a couple of videos, and, like, within the first, like, I want to say like 10 I posted my like probably 10th went viral and that was it that's amazing what were like the first videos that you were making um the first one I made was like the reality like what people think it's like living in New York City the first one I ever made was what people think living in New York City is like versus what it's actually like and Mm -hmm. it was like pictures of Carrie Bradshaw and like tea time at Bergdorf's and then like the reality was like piss all over the subway and like trash on the corner of the streets and then I did like uh, ranking zodiac signs and then like the one that made me go viral was what your favorite designer says about you because I was really brutal oh man those are the ones that the most controversial are the ones that get the most views so yeah so what has like your content creation evolved into like since starting it during covid You know, I think it's just kind of evolved with me. Like TikTok is an app based on trends. So like I became like, quote unquote, well known for like my what blank says about you videos. Mm -hmm. Like that was kind of like my thing. I started on TikTok and everyone knew that was my thing. Mm -hmm. Like I would do what your New York City brunch spot said about you and then my recommendations for it. Mm -hmm. You know, now those videos on my account anyways, they don't do well because people aren't interested in that anymore. I remember in 2020 when I used to do like day in the life, they would perform so well. People were dying to see that aspiration content granted my day in the life were like compilations of my whole fucking week as if yeah with, like with a nine to five corporate job I was going to St. Ambrose for lunch and then Nobu for dinner like okay, I was always wondering like how do people do all this in one day? well do you want to die I I started by actually doing day in the life so I started by doing like so today I woke up I had a meeting at nine I made myself coffee I blah 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 I walked over to my friend's apartment because she has an in-unit washer dryer <laughs> like I swear to god I like I actually did like my day in the life and then the end was like oh I ended up getting drinks with my friends uh-huh. the video totally flopped and yeah. I was like okay this isn't selling well yeah so then I started combining like the highlights of my week and I called it a day in the life because at the time 
that's what everyone was calling it, whether or not it was a vlog. Yeah. And then I started doing calling them vlogs because I was like, it's so unrealistic to paint that this is my life because I have a corporate job and that's just absolutely not true. Yeah. But then like now it just doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like now I do different comedy that's based on fashion and lifestyle and other humor in New York City and whatever, but just in a different way, if that makes sense, because my humor has evolved with the trends on the app. And how do you like stay on top of the trends? I mean, you got to be scrolling. (laughs) You have to be a consumer of content to know, right? Yeah, of course. And like, you know, I I could have worse problems than my full-time job now being scrolling and doing my spinoff. So when did you decide to like quit your corporate job and do this full-time? So... Because that can be scary. Well, actually... I don't know if you see that I hot girl walk a lot. Yes, I do. And I started hot girl walking. Oh, do you? Yeah, I forced Kyle to hot girl walk with (laughs) me too. So what a lot of people don't know, and I've actually never told this story on any podcast Mm. because I kind of forgot about it. I started hot girl walking. Can you explain what that is? Yes, a hot girl walk is essentially like we don't do sober Ubers. Like in the words of my friend Kate Bartlett, we don't do sober Ubers. That's her line. My thing is like the hot girl walk. And it's because you end up spending so much money on transportation and it just doesn't make sense. Like I remember when I was trying to save money, the first thing to go is Uber Mm because I was like, I can't be spending $12 five times a day adds up. That's your groceries for the week. Like it just didn't make sense. So you just walk everywhere. And if your walk is an hour away, you're starting your day an hour earlier so that you can get there by walking. And Mm -hmm. it's also like, I don't exercise. I don't go to the gym. It's not for me. I'm lazy. That being said, my hot girl walk, I have no cellulite. Let me tell you. So that is where the hot girl walk, that is what hot girl walking is. But do you bring like a separate pair of shoes though? So it depends. <laughs> like I would never wear like these shoes, hot girl walking. Yeah. Like if I know I'm going to be running errands walking everywhere, I'll either wear my Converse or my New Balances. Okay. Like I would never like, I don't wear my nicer shoes on a day-to-day basis okay. knowing that I choose to walk places more and I don't mm-hmm. want to damage nice shoes. Yeah. Um. But originally... To answer your question on when I started doing content full time, Mm -hmm. what a lot of people don't realize is that in November 2020, um, it was a full year since I started my job. I kind of assumed that after a year of being an assistant, typically in life when there isn't a pandemic, you get promoted. Yeah. And it's like a decently good promotion. It's like a pretty big promotion. And like you go from at Hearst anyways, from typically sales assistant to at the minimum a coordinator level. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge, it's a pretty big salary bump. Mm -hmm. And that would fill the gap in a lot of things I needed help with. And then a year later, I figured like most of my savings that I'd saved up in college to be able to afford the apartment that I had and to be able to do the things that I did that I, 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 booked it out for a year. Yeah. So after a year, it was kind of up. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't get promoted because of the pandemic. Yeah. And I wasn't going to quit my job, obviously, but I couldn't afford my apartment anymore. So my friend, but I also didn't want to live with my parents again. Love you, mom and dad. But yeah. like, I was just kind of over living in my parents' space because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I'm very lucky that my best friend was like, come live with me. It's going to be so much fun. So I lived with her in LA. That's why I went to LA. Mm-hmm. But when I was moving out of my apartment, I could not, I could afford movers for two hours. So after that, I hot girl walked from West Village to 28th Street in Chelsea with all of my, like with my extra bags, boxes, rolly suitcases, you name it. And I walked to Chelsea and that's how the hot girl walk started. Cause I was like, I can't afford more movers. Like theoretically, like I could have, like I could have pulled out, but like, I, I really didn't want to touch like savings, savings. So I was like, 
suck it the fuck up and walk. Mm -hmm. And that's how it started. And then I knew that if I wanted to move back to New York, I'd need a new job. Right. So, because I couldn't live in LA with her forever. Like, that's not (laughs) realistic. And so I moved back to New York because I got a job at Alice and Olivia. That was, like, a big deal to me. Mm -hmm. Um, Worked there for three months. And I didn't, it's not, it had nothing to do with Alice and Olivia. I loved working Alice and Olivia. My team was amazing. I was over corporate. Mm -hmm. It wasn't for me. I didn't have time to do what I actually love to do. And then I got... A sick, I got a long-term sponsorship by one of the brands that I work with and had been working with. And that was what allowed me to like take the leap and do it. And then I really worked it out for myself. And, you know, things evolved really quickly from there when I was able to really, really focus on it 100%. But that's the story. That is like the hot girl walk to content full-time story. <laughs> oh my God, that's so amazing. That's, I can't believe you moved to LA and like had to like figure it out and come back here. Yeah, because like, I knew that, I mean, when you're making pennies Mm -hmm. in fashion, like less than $40,000 a year. Yeah, it's not like realistic in in the city. So like I had saved while I was in LA, sure. But like it just wasn't going to sustain me. And I knew that like I was just kind of in a pickle because like there wasn't a lot of jobs in spring 2021. Like it was still very much like deep pandemic vibes. Yeah. So I was like. I don't know what to do. But that's also when like content creation on TikTok was like blowing up. Right. So I I just, my situation was a combination of hard work and luck Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, they say luck is like just taking advantage of like the opportunities that are presented. Right. 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 So what advice would you give to someone who wants to kind of get where you are now? You know, like who would want to do content creation full time, but doesn't really like know what to do or what advice would you give someone starting out? I would say to be fair, to be honest with you, people say pick a niche Mm -hmm. and I'm not saying don't pick a niche. Like you should definitely pick a niche. I don't think picking a niche is enough. I would say just put out as much fucking content as you can get your face and your content on as many eyes on for you pages as possible. Literally just push it the fuck out. Like It's a numbers game, just like anything else, like a job application, like dating. It's a numbers game. Make as many videos as you can and don't create burnout by like overly pushing yourself would be my other piece of advice. So like, for instance, I mean, I know that's contradictory, but like, let's say I post a video and then in the comment section, you get immediately like a million, like a lot of the time you'll get a lot of questions. And when you're just sitting out, you get a few answer those questions. It doesn't necessarily need to be like what this says about you, what that says about you, writing this, writing that, you will run out of those things. I've been there, I've run out. Answer a million questions. Like Mm -hmm. just get stuff on the For You page, no matter what it is. And that's what's gonna get you a platform. How often do you post You have to every day. Once a day? At least, Mm -hmm. yeah, at least once a day. If you're trying to grow, if you're not trying to grow, I wouldn't be so concerned. Granted, when you have like a million followers, every video, like over, like a lot of people, like for instance, like, Tana Mojo, iconic. Every video she puts out, no matter how many followers she has, because she has her platform and she worked on it, she'll always get traction and she'll always get views. When you get to that point, like, yeah, of course you don't have to be so nervous about how many times, when, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But when you're starting out, it should be it should be a lot. How do you get like companies to pay attention and want to like actually, you know, pay you for content? I don't mean this in a cocky way at all. I think my content happens to be campaignable. Mm -hmm. Like I happen to give my opinion on whether it's restaurants or products or lifestyle a lot and brands, it's not that they want to be 
not be on my bad side. They just know that they can pay me to give a good opinion. Right. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Granted, I don't say yes unless I actually like the product. Right. But because my opinion's my brand, mm-hmm. it's easy for me to get campaigns. So, yeah. but I would say don't be afraid ever to ask for a campaign. Like, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to DM or cold email. I did that and that's how I got my long-term sponsorship. You DM? Yep. That's awesome. Yep. You got to go for what you want. Yeah, you have to. Hey everyone, Olivia here. Hope you're enjoying our episode. Our clear cut collection features fine jewelry pieces inspired and designed with you in mind. Our collection is ever changing and each piece is handmade and made to order here in New York City. Don't forget to check it out and use the code COZY, C-O-Z-Y, for free shipping on any purchase. So we're going to play a little game since you're known for the what X says about you with diamond engagement rings. Okay. So I have three diamond engagement rings of different styles, so you're going to tell us what each ring says about the person who wears it. Okay. So we'll start with this guy. This one is a... Just under five carat emerald cut diamond. It has tapered baguettes and it's set in platinum. So a three stone emerald cut ring. Wow, she's pretty. <laughs> this is just under five. Yeah, it's like 4.9. Mm-hmm. Not to scare anybody listening to this, but that's my dream. You can try it on, get a good feel for it. I feel like that's jinxing it. Okay. Is, is maybe on my other hand. Whatever you feel comfortable with. Wow, it's my size too. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I would say an emerald cut is definitely someone who um, I need to paint the picture. Mm-hmm. An emerald cut ring is like beside. You'll know what this is. I don't know if everyone else is going to know what this is. Besides an old mine diamond, mm-hmm. like as old money as it gets. Like someone totally. who likes an emerald cut is like old money because, of course, like radiant. Which is like my, I'm like between, I always wonder, would I get emerald cut or radiant? Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I'm in your face and I'm also like fucking annoying like that. Like (laughs) I want my diamond sparkling and like blinding everybody. Mm -hmm. Like someone who has an emerald cut is old money, understated, like Upper East Side vibes, um, has like 15 Birkins she never talks about, would never dare mention. Everyone at Hermes knows her, but nobody knows that. Like mm-hmm. just very, very classy, chic. Um, anyone's parents would be proud. Also kind of like potentially like, <laughs> like either like, honestly, I want to say like a stay at home mom, but mm-hmm. in like the best way possible. Like she's on the committee at like 10 art galleries. Right. Like 10 art boards. <laughs> That is so perfect. So spot on. I love it. Okay. We'll trade. We'll trade. The next one we have is a six carat pear shaped diamond set in a three row pave diamond band. So my, so my guess with anybody who likes a pear shaped diamond, like you're quirky, like in another life you were named Quinn. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. Like someone with a pear-shaped diamond, and I don't mean this in a mean way. Like you're just so desperate to be different. Like mm-hmm. you want to be different so badly. And like maybe you are different. I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying it mentally you strive to be really different. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a very colorful person, I would say. Um, I feel ugh, like I feel like this person's favorite color is green. And I don't want to say that necessarily because my favorite color is green. But like I'd say their favorite color is green. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. Like, if she were a New York City neighborhood, I'd say she's, I don't know. 
because she's not the Upper West Side. Upper West Side would never have something this big. They'd be like, I'm better than that. I don't need <laughs> it to shine in everyone's face. I'll put it into like real estate or something. Is it in Manhattan or no? No, it's definitely Manhattan because again, Brooklyn or like... Would be more... Well, they'd be like, even if they had 10 times the money, they'd be like, I don't need to put it in everyone's face. Mm-hmm. This gives me Greenwich vibes. Mm-hmm. Like Greenwich, no offense to anyone who's from Greenwich, they feel like they have something to prove like they're as good as New York City, which is like, it's apples and oranges. Like mm-hmm. Greenwich is amazing. Mm-hmm. But like, this gives me Greenwich vibes. Awesome. <laughs> Who drives a white Range Rover? Yes, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the next one we have is a 5.3 carat oh oval God. set in a simple yellow gold solitaire. Oval is also very classic. This is Radiant Kai, right? Oval. Oh, it's oval. Is that a difference? Yeah, Radiant is... I'll show you what a Radiant Okay, Kai. okay. What comes Radiant is like this silhouette, but the sparkle of an oval. Oh, oh my God. See, I don't know anything. Um, okay. An oval is also someone like I would say oval and then like rectangular mm-hmm. are definitely more of like the classics. Mm-hmm. I would say this is like, <laughs> like someone who wants like yellow gold. I'm like looking at your <laughs> before I say anything. No, 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 like she definitely like someone who would want like yellow gold in their engagement ring setting is definitely younger girl marrying older man's oh, is my energy reading if that makes sense like she's definitely younger and like excited and thinks it's chic and trendy and she knows that she's going to replace it with his <laughs> money like 5 years later with something bigger so she doesn't care she's just collecting it but also very classy mm-hmm. like very chic what new york city neighborhood do you think is best for this one honestly west village i'd say mm-hmm. i'd say west village Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Which one out of these three is most you? I would say the Emerald Cat. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Elegant, understated. I would prefer Radiant Cut to Emerald. Mm -hmm. Because again, like I can't say that I'm like that classy. Like I would like it shining in everyone's face. Yeah, I I would like that. Amazing. Thanks so much for playing. Of course. (laughs) Is there anyone in particular in your life who has like had a major impact on your career? Like do you have like a role model or like someone that you really look up to? I mean, I think it would be a combination of my parents for different reasons, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Um, my mom doesn't really understand social media, but <laughs> having been raised with a single mom, because my parents got divorced when I was six months old, um, and she worked full time ever since they got divorced. What did she do? She's an interior designer. Oh. And she's so talented. You have such good interior. We'll get to your interior design. <laughs> I love your apartment. Thank you. <laughs> um, she's run her own business since I was bef- like bef- before I was born. She took a break when I was born and then she got right back to it. Um, so I think seeing such a strong female figure in my life was life changing. Whether or not she understands what I do <laughs> doesn't really matter. It influenced me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. Um, my dad is also such a hard worker. He's so determined and he gives the best advice when it comes to the workplace and just like business in general. And he is a businessman. Yes. Yes. And so you mentioned that when you were growing up or like in high school, like people like judged you for like having a blog or people bullied you. Um, is there like a specific time or even like recently where like someone like didn't believe in you that like pushed you more? Yeah, I mean, and I don't mean this in a mean way towards any of my friends, Mm -hmm. but I think a lot of my friends accidentally forget that like, 
for like I think that a lot of the times some of my friends will diminish what I'm doing because they don't see it as important because it's not a nine to five. So like they don't take, for instance, my events as seriously. Like when I'm going to like, don't get me wrong, beautiful events people see on my Instagram or my TikTok, like, of course they're so fun, but like mm-hmm. it's work. Like right. none of us are showing up there, like getting drunk. Like we're all showing up there like buttoned up, ready, maybe a a couple sips of champagne that they're passing out for some liquid courage and to warm (laughs) ourselves up with like potential clients. But like, we're there networking, where they're talking to brands, potential clients, potential managers. Like for those of us who didn't have managers when they were there at the time, like, so it, it does get frustrating sometimes when some of my even current friends will be like, they'll get irritated that I canceled because last minute I have a plan when, you know, if they canceled last minute for me with me, work, yeah. if they had a meeting, I would never say a word. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Like I got verified yesterday. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and like I had mixed um, feedback from friends and it was like mixed feedback. Not necessarily feedback in terms of like, that's bad, but like mixed reactions. And I was just kind of surprised because it's like, if you got promoted, you'd be through the roof. Mm-hmm. This is like a huge promotion in my career. Right. Um, so it just kind of depends. And I think all of that fuels me because it's like, you know, whether it be from friends or from, you know, to be fair, I think the only time it really fuels me is from friends because I, I have the most supportive friends. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I don't care about what people on the internet say. So like, that doesn't, that doesn't fuel me. Like, I don't care. Like if you're stupid enough to leave a mean comment, like that's not going to fuel. that just makes me think you're stupid. How do you deal with like internet, like bullies or trolls or people that say mean things online? You know, it was interesting because at first it was really hard for me Mm -hmm. because I'm such a confident and secure person, but the volume Mm -hmm. in which when I first started and when you first go viral, you don't realize the volume of hatred you're going to get. Yeah. And coincidentally, the first video that like a man would say something negative about ever, like, cause like no guy's going to sit, like if a girl comments on my video about like what your favorite designer says about you and says, well, you have no taste. I'm like, I have excellent taste. Like that doesn't bother me. (laughs) But then one time I made this video and it was like red flags to look for in a guy's bedroom when you go home with him. And it was like really funny. It was like an American flag hanging or like a Saturday for the boys flag sheets, one pillow, blah, blah, blah. And it just ended up on the wrong side of TikTok. And like my comments and like it shouldn't have bothered me because it was like what probably 18 year old boy idiots commenting like ugly troll. But like, oh my God, it was like thousands and thousands of comments. And that was the first time where I was like, oh my God, like I can't read this anymore. And then since then I've gotten, it's a piece of cake. Like I just either don't read the comments or if I read them, I laugh. I'm like, that's funny. Like if you want to call me a troll, well, I have a hot boyfriend. So clearly I'm not a troll type of thing Mm -hmm. so it just depends like I think it's an adjustment which nobody should have to get used to it but if you're going to be doing what you know internet culture you you have get used to it and I think that like holds a lot of people back when they're like first trying to put themselves out there because it's like scary enough to put yourself out there on the internet and like give your opinion but then have maybe like your friends judge you or like all these people online judge you so it makes it like challenging totally do you find it exhausting like when you are like going to events or things where you have to be like creating content or networking, like that you can't like enjoy the moment ever or? Um, it depends. I tend to not do that with my friends because, mm-hmm. you know, in fairness, like they have the right to feel annoyed. Like yeah. when I'm at dinner with my girlfriends and we haven't hung out, like it's really annoying when I bring out my phone and I'm like, wait, camera reads first. Like mm-hmm. sitting at a table with a bunch of my influencer friends. Yeah, we all do mm-hmm. that. So I kind of like, we. 
I think all of us are on that page too. Like mm-hmm. all of my friends who do content, like it is annoying. Yeah. So like we honestly all kind of make the effort to do things together mm-hmm. to get that content so that our normal friends don't have to <laughs> deal with it that. it is annoying. Yeah. Um, and to go back to your, um, interior design, is that like a passion of yours? Cause I know I follow you on TikTok and like, you have such a cute, oh, like aesthetic sweet. on your, in Thank your apartment. You. Did you get that from your mom or like, is that a passion of yours? It's funny. Cause I'm sure I got the eye for fashion from my mom, but she and I don't have the same taste at all. Oh, really? My mom, it like, likes neutrals, <laughs> and, like whites and blacks and grays and beiges. And I'm like, my outfit's not reflecting it right now. But for the most part, like I don't even own neutrals. Mm-hmm. Like this is like a very rare moment. Like mm-hmm. I I don't own neutrals. Um, I, I wouldn't say interior design is a passion of mine because I get very frustrated by it, but I enjoy <laughs> doing it for myself. Mm-hmm. I could never be hired for it because <laughs> like, let's say I, I had a client and I was an interior designer and they said, well, I don't like that chair. I'd say, well, you hired me for a reason. It's going. Like, yeah. I, I'm not going to like sit and fiddle around and look for what someone like. It just wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. Like it's my vision or it's no vision. So what, <laughs> what is your vision for like your career and what you want to do in the next like five, 10 years? You know, I don't know. Maybe reality TV, maybe start my own podcast, maybe be a talk show host, maybe be the next Joan Rivers. You know, (laughs) I have honestly no idea. I know that I want to continue doing internet, but in a bigger way. I just don't know what that way is going to be. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's going to be a podcast. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'll be the next Alex Cooper. Who knows? Probably Mm -hmm. not. But (laughs) maybe I'll be the next Morgan Stewart. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But something along the lines of that. I try not to plan too much because whenever you make a plan, God laughs. Mm -hmm. But something in the media space. Yeah, I'm just going to keep working at what I have Mm -hmm. because and then it'll fall into place if that makes sense. Totally. And to go back to jewelry, um, just because we're a jewelry brand, we have to talk about it. Um, What are some of like your current favorite jewelry pieces or like trends of the moment? Favorite jewelry pieces? Like I'm obsessed with tennis bracelets and like tennis necklaces. I'm obsessed with them. Like that's all I want. I want one so badly. And I also love it's a it is a I don't I don't know if I'd call it a trend, but like rainbow jewelry. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like the hoops or like the rings or yeah. like the rainbow tennis bracelets. Like yeah. I love those. Like I think that's so fun. Amazing. Also, yellow gold is really trending. Yellow gold, but yeah. not for engagement. But not for engagement rings. It has to be platinum for that. <laughs> so you would mix and match. Oh, yeah, totally. I love mixing and matching. Do you have any piece of jewelry that's, like, really sentimental to you that, like, has a special meaning? Um, My mom gave me her vintage Cartier diamond ring, and it's, like, gorgeous. It's not, like, a, a solid diamond. Yeah. It's not like that. It's mm-hmm. not that fancy. But, like, it. I wish I had a picture. I was about to wear it, and then I didn't wear it. But it's basically, it kind of looks like it's like a thick piece of gold and it looks like it's a bunch of tiny little bricks and there's diamonds in the middle and it's beautiful. That sounds gorgeous. Yeah. Well, I am really excited to see what you have in store in the future. I'm going to keep following you on TikTok. Can you tell everyone where they should follow along on your content journey your media journey and your career thank you um i'm the audrey peters on all platforms and i'm not a narcissist audrey peters is taken <laughs> the audrey peters. well I, I don't have a choice someone who's like 60 who's never seen instagram <laughs> has audrey peters <laughs> and i've messaged her bribing her and she won't answer me she maybe she's not checking her you know she definitely doesn't even know how to open instagram i've given up <laughs> amazing thank you so much for joining us today i'm really excited thank you for you. having me of course What an interesting story. I loved chatting with Audrey. Remember, don't let fear hold you back. Just go for it. Head to our TikTok to view the diamond pieces Audrey and I played with and let us know which one is your favorite.